From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. So, uh, good Friday this morning. How has your week been so far? Oh, it's been fine. Not a whole lot to it. Just getting ready for uh, the weekend, basic stuff, working hard, and um, church on Wednesday night, you know, raising a family, Derek. Sure, all the some of the bankers are feeling my pain. We've been having the PPP loan, second round. So, it's been pretty busy at the bank. Love helping people out. And again, it, it's available. It's still going on. I hadn't heard any numbers lately on where the uh, overall, I think, 280 billion is but again if you are do think you're eligible if you do have a 25% drop or more in revenue from one quarter to the next for 19 and 20 and corresponding quarters please see your local bank it is they do recommend you go to your current bank first wherever you got the first loan through if that does not work out then you can you know be happy to come see me or any other banker at another bank to try to take care of it for you. Anyway, so that's kept me pretty busy. Dad and a basketball game last night for my daughter. So so basically the triple P is is making bankers really work the, the amount that they should work compared to normal times. Well, it has been – I mean, two-hour lunches, yeah, leave at 12 o'clock on Fridays. It was yes. the uh, 9 to 3. Now, yeah. we, we've, I've never got You to know people that. that were 9 to 3, though. I do know. You, uh, might, you may have worked with some people that were 9 there, to 3. There were, there were <laughs> banks that would shut down for lunch in my hometown when I was growing up for lunch. They would yeah. actually close, lock the doors at lunchtime. Right. Yeah, so uh, I, I do remember that. I never got to work under those conditions. Most bankers don't work as hard as you do, Big Lane. So. Well, I don't know about that. Speaking of working hard, podcast brought to you each and every Tuesday and Friday – by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch is the number one residential real estate team in DeSoto County for well over a decade. Possessing over 25,000 closings since 2009, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group is ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's best real estate professionals. Whether you are buying or selling, call Team Couch. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available to you 24-7-365. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Podcast recorded each and every week at the How to Barbecue Right Studios, located right here in Hernando. The How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cutting boards, knives, cast iron, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop and check it out today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Or visit them again just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. I want to say thank you to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group for being our presenting sponsor for 2021 and also How to Barbecue Right Shop for continued support. Derek, a big thing in our house uh, actually since over the, the last week, my son brought home one of 25,000 computers that DeSoto County Schools handed out to their students. I saw Corey Elselton the other day. He was complaining about his, his new internet bill was uh, pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> 25,000 computers handed out by DCS. Tell us about that. All right, so the students did start receiving their digital materials that they can use for the rest of the school year this week, and it'll, it'll continue on through, I think, the first week of February to make sure that all the uh, computers are handed out. This came from the CARES money back in April uh, last year, the first run of CARES money that was uh, approved by Congress. There was $200 million that went towards this from two Mississippi bills that took that money and kind of divided up where the money was going to go. Uh, as you said, there were 25,000 devices that are coming 
coming. Uh, the way it's kind of structured is those in kindergarten and first grade are going to get iPads. Uh, those in second grade have a choice between iPads or computers. Everybody third grade through uh, seniors would get laptops. And so that's kind of how they're doing it out. Uh, again, as you said, your son is in junior high. He's already got his home. And again, they're going to work throughout the next couple weeks, all the way through that first week of February to so the end of next week. Everybody should have the computers uh, or iPads. The way that it's going to work that they stay at school, unless those sixth grade and above can take them home with them at night. They, they have to pay a usage fee. I think there's a $12.50 usage fee in order to take those home per month if you need to do that. Uh, you can use it in class or you can use it if you're virtual, you know, all virtual. And then uh, at the end of the year, those computers will be turned back in. Of course, I'm sure they've got a serial number for every kid. Uh, those will be turned back in. And then at the, they're going to kind of refresh them. They'll update them with any kind of updates that have come in for the computers. And then they'll do it again in August. And this will be something that looks like it's going to be pretty, you know, every school year going forward. You know, I really feel bad for the uh, DeSoto County Schools IT guy who took the job about four years ago. <laughs> he took the job four years ago and said, wait, I just need to run these schools and make sure everything works or whatever. And then now coronavirus hits and he's in charge of 25,000. Uh, that's a lot of inventory. <laughs> a lot, that's a lot, of, a lot inventory. of inventory. I mean, it's. I picture him just like like when, at the old skating rink or something, that guy that stood there behind the counter and sprayed the <laughs> skates and stuff. That's that's the IT that, guy. That, that is some, well, that and the uh, bowling shoes, that's exactly. some funk right there. That's yeah, a lot of funk. No doubt. Well, I can only imagine what's going to come back on 25,000 computers <laughs> from DeSoto <laughs> County schools, or DeSoto County students. I guess they, I mean, I guess, yeah, you got to turn them in uh, each and every time. So, uh, CARES Act was what created the funds for that uh, to happen for DeSoto County Schools. So good job by them, not getting the money, but putting it to good use. Uh, new CARES Act, Derek, Donald Trump signed this, uh, December 28th, signed the New CARES Act, uh, the second part of the COVID-19 uh, relief packages from the, the, the U.S. government. Uh, Mississippi's getting one heck of an amount of money. Tell us how much. Matt, they're getting $1 billion. Where the state That's of Mississippi is it? getting $1 billion. All right, so the, the schools, and, and a lot, most of this is going to the schools. So the schools in Mississippi are about to see a large influx uh, of the federal dollars from the second federal coronavirus bill that you mentioned. This, the round that we got this time, so the billion dollars is three times the amount that we received last April. Really? Three times. I did not realize that. So the second bill passed. Uh, it was in December. So $82 billion of the $900 billion. So the, the, the overall package was $900 billion. Of course, $600 checks were given to you know families. I'm, I'm assuming that most of our listeners have received some of that or all of that. So $82 billion of this $900 billion package, though, was set aside for the Education Stabilization Fund. And that bucket was for K-12 schools, colleges, and universities. So then they took that $82 billion. So $900 billion for infrastructure, everything. $82 of that was for education. That $82 was broken down into $54 billion for K-12 schools. $23 billion going to post-secondary schools like junior colleges and, and colleges. $4.1 billion to governors. Don't know what that's going to be used uh, I'm for. I'm confused. <laughs> $4.1 billion to governors? Yes, I like guess the governor's, governor's discretion? Can, discretionary uh, um, for their states. And then the remainder is going to the Bureau of Indian Education. So that's that's how the $82 billion breaks down. I'm just I'm just wondering, Bureau of Indian Education? Bureau of Indian Education. You know, so in those you know Indian reservations, that sort of thing, for education on those reservations. All right, so so Philadelphia, Mississippi, Philadelphia, Mississippi for that part, and then of course Oklahoma would get some, Arizona, you know, New Mexico. Mississippi is receiving one billion dollars of the eighty-two billion, right. so and that's going to be a combined seven hundred twenty million of that of the one billion is going K through twelve. 
All right, and then the other one, obviously, the other $280 million is going to JUCO and, and the colleges in the state. So they're taking that $720 million. That's, that's what affects most of DeSoto County. And Northwest does have a branch here. There may be some funds going there. The schools will be notified by the end of next week how much they're getting. Corey Elsaton will know by next Friday how much DeSoto County schools are getting. Okay. And so that's, you know, according to what the, uh, the legislature is telling Clarence Ledger, uh, that they'll know by next end of next week how much uh, the school districts are getting. And the schools can use that for employment cost. They can use it for preparedness and responsive efforts. They can use it to address disadvantaged populations, purchasing technology, which, of course, we sure. know that $200 million was used last time for these computers, uh, and then providing uh, mental health checkups. You know, I mean, there's, that's obviously one of the big part of this is how students are working through this. And so they'll be able to kind of, you know, if, if there's some mental health screenings that need to be done, the money can be used for that too. Do you think we could put some of the money aside for mental health screenings for stay-at-home moms that have been <laughs> teaching? Their, just so you. Yeah, all the, the virtual learners. Exactly, um, the virtual the, learners. The, the virtual teachers at home. A billion dollars. The state just yeah, got an influx. You know, I know they're talking about teacher pay raises. We know it's passed the Senate. We're going to talk about that in just a moment uh, when we talk about the state of the state also briefly I mean, that's a lot of money that the, the sure. legislator just they're getting this week and will be doling out here in the next few weeks well let's not forget a billion dollars is still less than the powerball that won last week right that well it's it's is it the equal. mega millions or the it's, powerball it was the mega millions mega it was millions. a billion dollars so so one guy so got <laughs> this well actually i guess net tax would be right like sure but i'm just million. saying regardless yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right that's right wow that's pretty amazing well man that's you know Derek. it's the state of the times uh just the some of the stroke of a pen stuff that the federal government can do is pretty tremendous we could sit here for another three or four hours and discuss that uh, on the utw podcast you know the soda county schools getting a, a large chunk of change i know Corey elselton and, and those guys over there will do a really good job for it it's definitely needed uh, for sure and um, we're, we're just i mean it is what it is and uh, i'm glad mississippi is getting some money i mean you know Derek, when you get a billion dollars you definitely want to put a bunch of politicians in charge of it. That's who I would put in charge of it. That's yeah, and that's, that's what exactly that's sarc- I was going to say. Is, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, they never squander money. Yeah. They, they spend it, you know, per the letter of the law. So I'm exactly. really looking forward to that. Now, what's that? What's the uh, the, the music group? If I had a million dollars, what's that song? You know what I'm talking about? Bare Naked Ladies. Bare Naked Ladies, yeah. So that's what I think about. If I had a billion dollars. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's probably what the, the, How, the yeah. legislature's doing right now. How fast can the legislature spend a billion dollars? I bet pretty quick. Brewster's millions? No doubt. Speaking of politicians, State of the State Address, done by Tate Reeves. Uh, since we talked, we teased a little bit, said we'd bring highlights of it to the show today uh, on, on Friday, on our Friday show. State of the State. We and, uh, Derek and I are not sure if the sign language master was there. Uh, we're not sure. We didn't, I'm was, assuming yeah, he was. I had to work, so then exactly. I had to watch it live. Right. Uh, I had to read the transcript after the fact. So I well, we it. need to go back and take a look. Again, if you don't know what we're talking about, Tate Reeves, sign language guy, Google it. He's an absolute, he's, he's, he's must-see television for sure. State of the State 2021, Derek, give us some highlights. Uh, he spoke Tuesday afternoon, so I think we mentioned that we might have been around lunchtime. I think he actually went on at like 2 or 2.30. You know, on the steps, basically nobody there except for a lot of the, the news media, uh, the journalists you know, taking uh, notes and that sort of thing. Uh, there were some people watching it in the chambers, I guess on closed captioning type you know, video. Basically what he had to say, well, I, there was three main points that came out of it. Now, there was a lot of things saying how Mississippi's have been you know, uh, resolute through all this and how we're getting through it and how we're a strong state. And he kind of gave some uh, some figures. But the, the three things that I wanted to quickly look at, first one, he's, he did mention if the teacher pay raises gets to his desk, he will sign it. Whether it's $500, whether it's $5,000, didn't matter. He said, get it to my desk. Teacher pay raises, I will sign that. So, again, if the House can, you know, if Philip Gunn takes it up, I, you know, we already talked about he's going to wait till March. Now, hopefully getting a billion dollars. Sure 
will help him maybe move that up. Yeah, that direct direct deposit goes through. We can probably get that. Probably done. can probably go ahead and you know get that through the house and see what they what they think about the Senate bill. Now that's anyway. probably real quick. That I mean, even though the pay raise is signed, et cetera, it will probably affect teachers for like next school year. Correct? I oh mean, no, it's no, not no that yeah, right, fast. right. It yeah. cannot go until July first. I, I gotcha. Okay. It goes from July first to June thirtieth. So this is for next year. That's right. But he will sign whatever they get him to this desk. Second thing that he mentioned was is that two hundred thousand doses of vaccine have been delivered and administered through Tuesday. So through his speech, 200,000 people have been stuck in the arm, uh, as we like to say. <laughs> and so that was just you know, kind of an update there. And, and he just mentioned how they're working on it. Of course, we know they're trying to retool some stuff. DeSoto County moved to Lander Center. Uh, I think I heard that now we're up to 600 a day. Hope to be about 1,000 next week and then you know go on from there. So that's kind of – they are ramping it up from the original 200 in Hernando. Uh, and then the last point he makes is that um, he does want to repeal the income tax. Now, this is something we kind of briefly mentioned on here before, but that is – that's something he would love to see it by 2030. Uh, love to have it phased out over the next 10 years or nine years. You know, that's going to take a lot of effort. Uh, the, the I know the lieutenant governor is also for that, but, you know, if we're giving up that pretty good chunk of change that comes into the state every year, how is that replaced? And so there'll have to be a lot of discussion, not saying it's going to pass this year, but he wants to put it on the plate to start the discussion, which I know that the legislature has. So that's kind of the three main points that he looked at during the state of the state. We talked about it with uh, Senator Mike McClendon. We visited with him. He talked about visiting with numerous people, uh, both at his wife's company and stuff, FedEx pilots that maybe prefer to live in Tennessee because of the income tax. Uh, Derek, when it's all said and done, that's 7% of their money that they can hold on to. I think it's 4%. Okay, 4%? Okay. 4%, 4% of, uh, that they can hold on to. And, but, you know, that's a big deal. And a lot of the, the states that are really booming right now, Tennessee being top three, Texas being top three, and Florida being the other, all three, no state income taxes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a very interesting situation. Again, like you said, it's got to be a phase out and a phase in uh, of the new plan. So now, did he say anything more about mass mandate not that's not the time no. the state of the state no, he did not say anything about mass mandates he just mentioned how you know our numbers were starting to fall even though tuesday <laughs> ended up being a pretty bad day in january it looks like it's gonna be the deadliest month to date he does mention that things are starting to come down and that's kind of when he talked about the two hundred thousand vaccinations that had happened and working to get you know that uh, done as quickly as possible doesn't the mask mandate end february 1st it does okay so is there going to be something that we know well i mean normally that would have probably come out wednesday friday morning usually by then have not heard anything. Now, I'm not saying he won't come out with something today. Sure. Uh, maybe he comes out with something Monday since it ends on Monday. Right. But as of right now, he has not come out. I have not seen anything that he says, you know, it's gone on for another 30 days or whatever. Yeah, and like you said, maybe some good trends uh, numbers-wise and stuff. We'll have to continue to pay close attention to that. So, look, we typically start local, and then we move to county or statewide, and then we move into national news. Really, the only national thing we have to talk about today, Derek, is if you travel from the United States and you go somewhere else for a vacation, family travel, leisure, or or work or anything like that you got an extra step to get back into the united states tell us about that all right so now the u.s is now going to require a negative covid 19 result from airline passengers prior to arrival in the united states so all passengers ages two and over must present a negative covid 19 test taken no more than three days before their flight or proof that they have had the the virus obviously recovered from it in the last three months so if you can prove that then you don't have to take the test three days before but if you have not you have to take the test three days before and then if you do not if you're not able to show this to get back into our country they will not let you board so the airline will not let you board so those flying if you're flying abroad we know that you, you know, a lot of countries are requiring the same thing you have to take a test before you can get on the plane to go there the united states is now requiring that to get back in so here's some things to think about real briefly if you plan on going out leaving the country here in the next couple months 
you know, you could have difficulty finding a test in that country. Sure. Now, they're, they, you know, we know kind of how it works here. We know how tough it is for our state to get, how slow they were rolling it out. That's worldwide. Of course. So you have to go find a test to get back in. You know, it, it does vary widely. Uh, and so th- they said the best thing to do is to check with the U.S. Embassy before you leave to find out how they, you could get a test in order to get back. So that's the first thing. Second one, you could uh, test positive and, of course, have to stay there, quarantine 10 days, two weeks, whatever they require. So, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, have you brought enough money? Uh, do you have a place to stay for an extra two weeks? Uh, and, you know, and so what, what it, how does that going to affect your travel getting back here? Uh, and so that's a you know, pretty crucial question. And then the last one is you could have difficulty accessing or financing your medical care. You know, does your insurance cover you in Europe, Correct. cover you in Australia, wherever you happen to go. So, again, it's, it's already kind of, you know, I know people get nervous about kind of flying right now anyway, and then if you, or if you're, you're over that nervousness, that's great. Or if you've had the vaccine, if, you, if you're through your first or second round and you're ready to go somewhere, it may be a lot tougher getting back than you think. So just make sure you kind of plan ahead of time. You know, Derek, this may be the year that uh, you, you skip the European vacation or out-of-country vacation and just visit a national park or Yellowstone or, or Wyoming or something like that. So if you're interested in do that, I know a guy that can rent you a van. Former studio sponsor, Mobile Car and Van Rental, uh, can certainly still re, uh, help you uh, with that. But very interesting. It may be, Like I said, it may be the time to, uh, to stay I'm not going to say stay home, but maybe the time to stay, uh, you know, six, seven hours away, give or take, or travel via car to uh, wherever you're going to go. You know, we did that last summer. Right. I mean, it was in the middle of COVID, but we went out west, uh, decided to do that, drove out there, drove back. You know, it's, it's you know, out there and back is kind of interesting. But sure. um, the actual parks themselves were semi-open. I mean, you know, you couldn't go inside the actual museums themselves, but the parks are wide open, so that's a great, I mean, that's a great suggestion. Yeah, I have a strange feeling. I, I think in the next 60 to 90 days, you're going to start to see things really start to open up and, and kind of, you know, move in the certain direction to get back traveling. We've already had some phone calls at, at Mobile Car and Van Rental, uh, youth pastors saying they're getting back to traveling, taking their kids to church camps and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that's a good sign of the times. We'll know a ton more uh, spring break. Well, you know, right. what's going on spring break? That's going to tell us what our travel season looks should look like for the summer. If people are traveling at spring break, I feel pretty confident that things are going to, you know, kind of open back up. I said that last spring break, but that's when <laughs> – that's when the world yeah. stops. So, uh, you know, maybe spring break 2021 is going to be a whole lot different. You know, Derek, I know somewhere where insurance is not in question. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, longtime Hernando resident and former alderman for the city, is located at 11 West Commerce Street here in Hernando. Their team has 118 years of insurance experience, and they will help you manage the risk of your everyday life by providing insurance for auto, home, business and life please call email or stop by the agency and see if any of their licensed team members can help you in any of your insurance needs they encourage you to compare their coverage service and price with any other insurance agent in the county please call them at 662-429-5213 follow them on facebook at lauderdale insurance agency inc or their website samlauderdale.net if you're in need of help planning your next trip reach out to magical destinations of hernando Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram or call them at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304.
podcast also brought to you by DeSoto Family Dental Care. With over 60 years of combined dental experience, Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, and implant-supported dentures, and also Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or give them a call at 662-429-5239. That's 662-429-5239 to experience the DFDC difference. Derek, what we started doing on Fridays is just give some simple shout-outs, DeSoto County shout-outs, some good things going on in the community that may be coming up this weekend or coming up pretty soon. Derek, you're involved heavily with the DeSoto Arts Council. DeSoto Arts Council is located right there off the square in Hernando in the, uh, was that the old city hall? A little small white building. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the DeSoto Arts Council has something coming up. Tell us about that. So this Saturday from 12 to 4 p.m., the DeSoto Arts Council will have an artist show featuring Suzanne Cox. Uh, She will be there from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, right there at the old city hall on 50, uh, Highway 51, across from the uh, Danny Phillips Funeral Home. Please come out, uh, show us support. She's gonna have some beautiful watercolor paintings. You know, we just really encourage you. I think it's gonna be kind of a rainy Saturday, so a good day just to kind of get out, and get inside, uh, and just support local artists. Uh, and then she'll have her show there. But of course, there's all other local artists who have wonderful pottery, wonderful paintings, uh, and different uh, items in the uh, Arts Council. So again, uh, be January this Saturday, January 30th, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. The weather the last couple of weekends, it can been a little dreary and stuff like that. Hadn't it good good weather? No, it hadn't been. Last Sunday was kind of a washout, and then, yeah, it was like this Saturday is going to be kind of a washout. Speaking of uh, rainouts and different things like that, baseball and softball sign-ups currently happening with the Hernando Parks and Rec Department. Baseball and softball sign-ups. Derek, tell us about that. You can register through February 19th for baseball and softball. It is $90 for DeSoto County residents and $110 for DeSoto County non-residents, and the cost for T-Ball is $60 for DeSoto County residents and $80 for non-residents. This Again, this will go on through February 19th. Practices will begin in March, and the season is from April through June. And remember, the city is putting about $100,000 toward those fields to get them ready. The fields are closed right now to allow all that improvements to happen. So the fields should be in good shape to go ahead and start uh, in March and just looking forward to a uh, just a great baseball and softball season. My son played rec baseball. I want to recommend that to uh, you know young parents kind of coming up. Uh, it's, a, it's a good process, a good opportunity to get out there and have fun and learn the game. Uh, the, the parent coaches typically do a wonderful job and, and volunteering and stuff like that. So just a really good program. Uh, so definitely want to encourage young parents to do that. Last part of our Friday DeSoto County shout-outs is, Derek, I'm really kind of interested to hear about this, the chocolate tour coming up in the city of Hernando, correct? The chocolate tour. The chocolate tour. Okay. Will you be attending the chocolate tour? You're not a big uh, chocolate guy. Actually, I am a big chocolate oh, okay. guy. I don't eat a lot of it because it's not necessarily well, uh, healthy for you. You eat dark chocolate, don't you? I do eat dark oh, chocolate. Oh, my I God. I love some dark chocolate. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll murder some dark chocolate. Yes. There are people that do listen to this show that don't know what we look like. So yeah. I'll just simply say Derek's more of a dark chocolate guy. Uh, your boy, I, I'm – 
You remember on the Willy Wonka with the kid that fell into the chocolate thing? That's <laughs> that's your boy right here, Goose, Augustus, uh, Augustus, Augustus. Yeah, that's your boy right here. Uh, I would be the you one. That, blonde hair. I, I would <laughs> fall into the into the chocolate river. That's me. I'd be the kid that got sucked up in the tube. Uh, at this, I'm, I haven't always been this way, but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm a more of a milk chocolate guy. So uh, chocolate tour. When's that coming up? Chocolate tour, of course. You kind of picture it. Uh, February thirteenth. Uh, day before Valentine's Day, so two Saturdays, two weeks from uh, tomorrow. It'll be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the downtown businesses in Hernando. Uh, just read a few of them off. Bazaar's Bakery, Bon Bon Gift Shop, Center Stage, Cynthia's Boutique, Hernando Flower Shop, LG Trends, Saint, Side Alley, SoCo Apparel, The Bunker Boutique, The Square Cupboard, Social and Saint, uh, Coffee Square, Coffee Central Squared, the Pink Xenia, and the DeSoto Arts Council all will have uh, some type of sample chocolate for you to come in. It's an open house, kind of like the Christmas open house is done, where you come in, hopefully you're buying uh, Valentine's for your loved ones locally. Please shop locally. And then while you're there, go ahead and, and kind of taste the, uh, the chocolate treats that they have to offer. So real quick question. I know we have multiple Amazon distribution centers, but that's not local. Shopping local. That's, that's not local. <laughs> if it's brought to your door in an Amazon package, exactly. that is not that's not local. local. I, I thought I thought I was, I was supporting DeSoto County whenever I was shopping on Amazon. <laughs> Wait, Mississippi does get taxed from that Okay, now, gotcha. But right. uh, that's about it. Chocolate tour. So it's a little bit like the um, holiday sipping cider? Sipping cider, that's right. Holiday that. at the sipping cider, and also I think they have some, uh, a lot of times on the, the open house they also have the cookies. Uh, so very similar, but this is this is chocolate. This is chocolate. So you travel around and, and, and do, okay, very, very interesting. Uh, Chamber of Commerce? I'm going to say yes. Okay, we're going to guess it's the Chamber of Commerce. they got to shout out if it isn't, but uh, definitely, regardless, Chocolate Tour, February 13th, 10 to 4 o'clock that afternoon. Uh, should be a good time, an opportunity to uh, you know seek local vendors and work with local vendors to try and get some uh, nice gifts for, for your loved one. That wraps up the uh, Friday uh, DeSoto County shout-outs that we've uh, begun to do, so we appreciate those people. Art show uh, going to be tomorrow uh, at the DeSoto Arts Council. Baseball sign-ups with the Hernando Parks and Recreation. And then February 13th, Chocolate tour here in Hernando so going to be a really some good things there Derek we're going to turn our attention to local sports uh, local high school sports first thing I want to do though is, is UTW podcast would like to send a shout out to uh, coach I believe it's coach Moynihan the DeSoto Central baseball coach was injured at practice this past Monday uh, he is doing okay I, I believe he is now out of the hospital he was injured doing some soft toss uh, some baseball uh, an unfortunate situation and, and definitely want to give a shout out to him uh, we talk all the time about sports and high school sports and uh, football and basketball and coaches and, and what they mean to these kids and we definitely want to wish him well and in and, and his recovery uh, that everything goes well and, and and a shout out to him as he continues to recover and, and hopefully one day get back with his team at this particular time Derek it's just it's good to be home with his family not necessarily even worry about his team so a uh, tough situation well, I know prayers for him and, and for his recovery and uh, we just hope that he you know can recover fast you know it's it's crucial because baseball practice just started this week. It was it was the first practice he was yeah. injured. Yes, and so it's you know that's it's very unfortunate. I mean, obviously it's unfortunate but any injury, but also unfortunate because now you know he's losing that time with his with his players, uh, being able to you know start to get them acclimated back to the season. And you know now we're going to you know missing at least a week or so probably I would assume if not more, and then trying to slowly work back into that. Uh, you know, Soto County, just Soto Central, just a very strong baseball program. Uh, evident by what's going on next Saturday. Exactly. Exactly. Next Saturday, uh, DeSoto Central High School will retire Austin Riley's baseball jersey on February 6th uh, at 12 p.m., so at lunchtime. Riley played third base, shortstop, and pitcher for DeSoto Central from 2012 to 2015 and was Mississippi Gatorade Player of the Year for 2014. During his time at DeSoto 
Central, Raleigh had a 514 plate appearances, a 408 batting average, a 505 on base percentage, 139 RBI, 28 home runs, 171 hits, 93 runs scored. He also pitched 204 innings. He had a 26 and 6 record. He had a 1.54 ERA and 245 strikeouts. He currently holds the career records for DeSoto Central for RBIs, hits, home runs, and most wins as a pitcher and most strikeouts. Raleigh was drafted by the Atlanta Braves in the first round. He was 41st overall of the Major League Baseball draft in 2015. He made his MLB debut with the Braves in 2019, and his number 13 jersey will be retired again February 6th at 12 p.m. at DeSoto Central's baseball field. Congratulations to Austin Riley. I mean, he's had a great year. My son, huge fan of his, mentioned uh, on Tuesday that I was a Braves fan until about 1988. My son has kind of picked that up. Growing in the South, it's kind of hard not to when they're always on. There's a lot of talk about him. And absolutely loves watching uh, Austin play and Austin hit. And so, uh, again, congratulations to him. And I'm, I'm a, the only thing I have to say is I'm surprised it wasn't done last year. Anytime your county has a major leaguer or has someone at that level, just a testament to them. It's a testament to DeSoto Central and that program. Again, to Coach Moynihan and that group up there for what they do. But Austin Riley, definitely a DeSoto County legend, and congratulations to him. A couple of young people here under the water tower. They're going to be moving on to have their college paid for based off their athletic abilities. Tell us who they are. On Tuesday, I gave thanks to Lewisburg for the great job that they do with their Twitter uh, getting it out to you know who's doing signings for them. I think we had three Lewisburg's players who signed different places. Uh, we're able to give them credit, congratulate them. Well, now I want to say thank you to Hernando High School. Uh, their Twitter uh, this week uh, mentioned sent out uh, two signings that had happened this week, and so we want to thank them for doing that. Uh, the first is Andrea Manning. She signs with the uh, Mississippi Delta Community College Trojans for basketball. Uh, she's a basketball player, which, again, we'll talk about the basketball team, how well they're doing. They had another win on Tuesday night uh, here in basketball in just a minute. But uh, Andrea Manning, does she does sign and going to be playing in the junior college levels starting next year. So congratulations to her. The other one is Sarah Harmon. Sarah Harmon, uh, she's cross-country. It's our first cross-country signing that we've been able to celebrate this year. She's signing with Blue Mountain College to run cross-country for them. Uh, just very excited, uh, looking forward to it. And so, uh, you know, we don't get a lot of cross-country shout-outs. We don't really cover that. But, um, again, if you get a sign, if you're getting your college paid for at least the first two, uh, two years, as in the case with Andrea, uh, Sarah's getting all four years for Blue Mountain, so congratulations to her, and uh, can't wait to hopefully you know pick up some local articles about her running over the next four years. Absolutely, it's a uh, nice campus over there. It's a pretty expensive college too, so uh, good on good oh, on her. Great for, college, great, yeah, great, great uh, pretty, small college. Over yeah, there. exactly. So pretty, pretty expensive college, and, and so good on her to get her college paid for. And, and again, we're going to give shout outs as best we can as, as we learn about them uh, each and every week to these young people who are going on to college and have their athletic abilities uh, lead the way for them to get. Uh, get their college paid for podcast brought to you by williams services williams services is a veteran owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care landscaping mulching and more owner richard williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs with spring near reach out to richard when it comes to your lawn richard also wants me to remind the utw podcast listeners about their fence services that's wooden fences, that's gates, fence repair, any number of things that you might need for your fence on your property, please reach out to Richard and his team at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or look them up on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. North Point Christian School will offer a preview of the point admissions open house for prospective students ages PK through 12th grade on Sunday, February 21st at 2 p.m. 
Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offerings. Reserve your spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Don't miss out. Reserve your spot for Sunday, February 21st at 2 p.m. and see if you and your family are ready to join the North Point family. You know, Derek, the interesting thing about that is 41 different zip codes. Can you do a little research and say who drive? like let me figure out who drives the farthest to North Point every day? Do a little research for me. Okay, I'll do that. I mean, that's, <laughs> wow, 41 different zip codes. 41 different zip codes. Well, I think it's a big deal that South Haven has two zip codes. So I'm just, <laughs> four, that's pretty much, I guess it counts as those two, but uh, 41 zip codes. Continuing on, Derek, talking about high school sports, talking about different uh, schools, soccer playoffs. We didn't cover the season as a whole or discuss the season as a whole, but we did have a lot of success. Some DeSoto County teams did make it to the Mississippi high school playoffs. Uh, we discussed that on Tuesday. Give us an update on those games. All right, so first we're going to start with the 6A girls. Uh, the 6A girls, there were two teams representing from DeSoto County, and I want to apologize for the first one. Lewisburg girls traveled to Clinton. Now, the Lewisburg boys also traveled to Clinton. We'll talk about their game in just a moment, or their match in just a moment. And when I was doing the research, I only said that the Hernando was the only girls team to make the playoffs. <laughs> the reason I was confused is because when it said 6A, 6A for both boys and girls, both of them said Lewisburg to Clinton, and I just got confused literally thinking I was seeing the same thing twice uh, as I was flipping through the uh, the Twitter and that sort of thing. So I do want to apologize to the Lewisburg ladies that I did not mention the game being played. Matt, they went down there, had a hard-fought game. They did lose 2 to nothing to Clinton, but again, well-represented to Soto County. The Twitter was, the, you know, the coaches were very happy with the team. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the, uh, it seemed like they played a, a, they played a very hard match, and it also seemed like they, you know, they had very good sportsmanship. And so, again, just, uh, you know, when you make the playoffs in soccer and you're having to travel to somewhere, it's a tough place to play. Clinton, you know, just historically good program that they have down there. So, you know, 2 nothing, not in, you know, that, that's a, you know, you never like good losses, but that's a good loss and just something to build on for the future. So, I, But I do want to say I'm sorry again for not uh, not catching the fact that you were traveling down there uh, on Tuesday night. The other game, Hernando, the one that we did talk about. Uh, Hernando uh, had to travel to Germantown High School, which is in Madison. Just a heartbreaking 2-1 loss. Yeah, 2-1. Two to one. I mean, you know, Hernando, just a, a they've had a great season being able to make it and having traveled down there again. You're traveling to Jackson. You know the Jackson area has great soccer history, great soccer programs down there, and just could not quite pull it out. Uh, two to one loss. But again, ladies, hold your heads up high. I know seniors, that's a tough way to go out. You know, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, keep your heads up. Come back fighting hard next year. Again, something to build on. We're starting to get DeSoto County is starting to get pretty strong at soccer. Sure, I'm excited for the future. But just a great job for those ladies. Well, Derek, you and I have a, a personal friend, Mr. Ty Owen. His daughter was a senior on the Hernando Lady Tiger soccer team. Miss Amelia Owen, a senior. Uh, so it would be would have been our last high school game so you know shout out to those girls uh, again I've gotten to do the sound for them or do the announcing for them maybe five or six games and just really enjoyed that and, and get to watch some good soccer so congratulations on making the playoffs I know that's a big deal uh, sad to see it end uh, that way but two to one uh, keep your heads up and and you know for, for next year uh, begin to build on that kind of a little bit of a surprise moving to the boys bracket uh, South Haven the South Haven Chargers were undefeated in district uh, they ran through the district schedule undefeated and then they had to play or host Germantown uh, on Tuesday. Didn't go well. Matt, a double overtime loss. Double overtime loss. Uh, Nil-nil for regular time and then had to go to two overtimes. Now, usually, you know, it's one overtime and then you go to penalty kicks. Not not this time. They played two 15-minute halves or two 15-minute, I guess, uh, extra times. The first one, another nil-nil. 
Uh, went to second extra time, one nothing loss. Uh, Germantown gets the goal in, and you know South Haven just not able to pull it out. And that again, when you win, when you win your district and you're having somebody come see you, we just talked about how you know they had to travel two and a half hours, just like both of our girls teams did. You know, you know that's tough. That home field advantage means something when you have to travel that far. But South Haven just couldn't get it done, and just 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 a heart another heartbreaker. Yeah, absolutely. I, I figured South Haven probably would have gotten past the first round, but weren't were, they were not able to to do it, losing to Germantown one to nothing, double overtime, tough loss. A couple of other boys games, but the first one being Lewisburg traveled to Clinton. Yeah, this yeah. is the one that I got confused. Yeah, exactly. Thinking that you know both the kind of like a, a basketball game. You know, yeah, the exactly. boys and the girls traveled together down there, and yeah, so Lewisburg went to Clinton. I think it was about Lewisburg got on top first. 1-1-0. Clinton tied it right before halftime 1-1 and then just put it away in the second half. Lewisburg loses 4-1. You know, ends their season down there uh, in Clinton. Lewisburg's got a great program. Uh, both both teams made it in the playoffs. Both did lose out in the first round, but uh, I think they'll both be out back next year. Looking forward to a great season next year. Yeah, so we had five DeSoto County teams between the girls and boys that made the soccer playoffs for the state of Mississippi and only one team remains. Center Hill took on the show with Central and beat them down 5-1. to one. You talked about their scoring advantages earlier on Tuesday, whenever you get they score their district a ton to a little yeah, twenty three to two. Twenty three to two. So Neshoba Central comes in, gets one goal, Center Hill moves on. They're the only remaining DeSoto County team five to one win for Center Hill. Five to one. They now travel to Grenada on Saturday. And well, I know that everybody has their rivals and you know people like Cormorant listening to this, they might not want to hear this, but you know, we got to support Center Hill. We've got great public schools here. You know, we're we're steadily making the playoffs now. You know, we had a great run for football. You know, five teams advance in soccer. Basketball teams look pretty strong which we'll get to in just a moment. This is the only team left. I know they're 5A, you know, so they're, they're not really competing. They will be 6A next year, so they'll be competing against Olive Branch, South Haven, Hernando. Uh, but right now, they're 5A. They're the only school left. So everybody that's listening, let's get behind Center Hill and let's just pull for them. You know, if you see anybody, if you know anybody that plays over there, wish them luck. If you know, if you're in Hernando schools and you know the teachers over there, call and wish them luck. You know, they're the only ones carrying the DeSoto County banner at this moment. And so we'll pull for them and just hope they get the win over Grenada and get to move on. Yeah, we definitely want to pull for the Center Hill Mustangs in the soccer playoffs. The only DeSoto County team left. Derek, we're going to turn our attention to basketball now. Let's start with the girls. Start with the girls. So we'll start with the, I guess, the best game of the night. I say the best game because it involved the number one ranked Lady Conquistadors. Olive Branch played Tupelo. Now, Tupelo was their only loss. Correct. Uh, so this is Tupelo traveling to Olive Branch on Tuesday night, and Lady Conquistadors were looking to avenge that loss. This was a great game. I followed this actually on Twitter the entire night. After the end of the first quarter, 17-15. Halftime, 36-34. 53-51 after the third quarter. Olive Branch finally pulls away in the last quarter, wins it 66-60. to The six points is significant because Tupelo had beat them at Tupelo 55-51. So next week is the last week of district games. If they, end, if they remain tied, which they are right now, Olive Branch would win the tiebreaker by – Two, two points. points. So a huge, you know, that, that six point, people say, well, you know, why are you doing this? Or, why, you know, why are you shooting the free throws? Or why not just hold the ball? They needed the two. They yeah. were up 63-60, needed the three points to get the tiebreaker. And their 66-60 win, they are able to get that. Uh, Olive Branch moves to 15-1, and 4-1 and one overall in district. And they can win out. They will be the one seed uh, in their district. On that eastern side. On the eastern side. On the eastern correct. side. Congratulations to them, sure. All right, next game, DeSoto Central at Lewisburg. DeSoto Central 52, Lewisburg. Lady Patriots 18. 
That was a 52 to 18? 52 18 to 18. points in the entire game? 18 okay. points. Uh, <laughs> Soda Central raises their record to 13 and 9, 2 and 3 in district. Uh, Lewisburg falls to 10 and 13, 0 and 4 in district. Uh, Lady Patriots are definitely struggling this year. Um, they've won some games this year, so they've had a decent season, so they've tasted winning uh, some this year, but not in district. What's tough? tough? I mean, look, yeah. Six days is tough district. Oh, no of matter course, where yes. you are, six days is going to be tough. The next game, Center Hill. This is another, this is a cross, uh, cross county rivalry. The two 5A teams playing each other. Center Hill defeats Lake Cormorant 70 to 46. The Lady Mustangs are led by Hope Miller with 20 points, Dominic Collins with 16, and Jariah Rankins with 9. Uh, Center Hill improves their record to 11 and 15, 3 and 2 overall in district. Lake Cormorant ladies fall to 3 and 15, 0 and 6. 3 and 15, 0 and 6, but they did score 46 points. Look, they, they played hard. That's and, pretty good. And their coach, as I said, he said it every day. We're getting better. <laughs> they're, they're sticking together, and, and he's proud of his team. And look, I love a coach that will stick with it. The girls aren't quitting. They're still putting in the, Center Hill's probably one of the better teams they're going to play. They're not quitting um, and you know, putting up 46 points. So, you know, good job uh, to the Lady Gators. Uh, the next game, uh, Oxford played Horn Lake. Oxford came to Horn Lake. Oxford won 52-30. to Horn Lake drops to 8-4, and 2-2 two and two overall. Now, they've had some COVID issues sure, along the way. Uh, and their next game uh, will be at Hernando tonight. Uh, they play Hernando tonight, so uh, I'm, I'm going to predict a Hernando win. Probably enough, another tough sled there. <laughs> I'm going to predict uh, 20 Eagles. plus points for Abby, and I'm going to predict uh, Hernando win for sure. Speaking of Abby and Hernando, the next game: uh, Hernando 54, South Haven 34. Abby Harrison had 17. That's it. Just 17. Just what? Demaya Cummins had 11, but they do raise their record. Now again, they're on, they're not in the same district as Olive Branch. They're, sure. on, the other, they're on the other side. Uh, they're 18 and four, four and zero overall. Uh, in district and South Haven drops to eight and twelve, two and four overall in district. Just playing some good basketball under the water tower here, Hernando girls. If you get an opportunity to go out there and watch them play, please try to or keep up with those young ladies as they continue to battle. But I mean, eighteen to four. Uh, you know, anytime you're pushing twenty plus wins uh, on the season is, is is pretty darn good. Uh, we just spoke of a young lady who's going to continue her basketball career. Uh, so just congratulations and shout out to them from us for sure. The last girls game uh, of Tuesday night, North Point played St. George's. North Point fifty five, St. George twenty four. North Point held the Lady Griffins to ten points in the first half. Pretty much shut them good. down the entire game. Not good. Leah Jones had led the Lady Trojans with 24 points, and Briley Faith Cherry pitched in 13. So again, 55 to 24, Trojans over St. George's. The Trojans are now 5 and 0 in district. So, you know, they played that tough schedule all the public schools at the beginning of the year, starting to pay off there in district play. I told you, I predicted an undefeated district record. I, I predicted that. So, two things. They're so still so undefeated good. in district. That's right. And Briley Faye Cherry still has the coolest name in DeSoto County. It's still, still There's no cooler s- name in the, in the still girl Still averaging the second or third most on the team. There that you is go. correct. Briley Faye Cherry. There's no – I mean, exactly. That, that's If that's not a country singer, I swear. I'm just That's just funny. <laughs> Turn to the boys' side. So, we started with Olive Branch uh, with the girls. We'll do the same for the boys. Wave sweep by the con- con- Keystadors, they were able to take the boys' game also 55 to 51. Olive Branch had two starters that were out due to injury. It was 10 to 10 at the end of the first. 21-21 at halftime. So, again, just like the girls' game, neck and neck. 36-36 at the end of the third quarter. Olive Branch outscored the Wave 19-15 to in the fourth to finally put it away. 55-51. to Conquistadors were led by Terry Joyner with 22 points. Jaden Webb with 11 and Jalen Tyler with 11. They should be the top seed on their side, assuming they went out. They are now 10-9 uh, and nine overall, but 4-1 and one in district. That dropped Tupelo. I think Tupelo dropped to 
three and two. So as long as they can win out, they will be the uh, – or even if they – they probably could drop one and Tupelo maybe pick up one and still have the tiebreaker. Let's just win out and Olive Branch get that one seed for both the boys and the girls. Next game, DeSoto Central, uh, Lewisburg. We mentioned this on the girls' side. DeSoto Central 55, Lewisburg 44. The Jaguars increase their record to 13-9, and 2-3 and three in district. Uh, Lewisburg boys fall to 12-11. and 11. Two and three in district. So tied a district record. They now, DeSoto Central, if there was it needed to be a tiebreaker, they may have the tiebreaker over the – Lost their last two district games. Yes, they were two and one, lost their last two district games, yeah. Center Hill, again, the cross-county rivalry. Center Hill 80, Lake Cormorant 61. The Mustangs have swept the Gator uh, this year, and this win, Matt, clinched the district championship. There you go. So they don't have to wait another week. They they clinched it uh, on Tuesday night. This is their 10th straight win. They were led by Zandon Harrelson with 30, Caden Laws with 24, and Tanner Bertram with 14. The Center Hill Mustangs. Things are now 17 and 8. 5 and 0 in district. Lake Cormorant drops to 12 and 7, 2 and 3 in district. Derek scoring 30 points in any basketball game is pretty pretty good feat. So that's pretty awesome. Again, hottest team in DeSoto County by far. 10th straight win. Uh Center Hill Mustangs are definitely going to be a threat for the 5A state title again. Yeah, looking looking pretty strong on the north side. So uh, can't wait for the playoffs to happen there. Uh next, Oxford against Horn Lake. It was 35-35 at halftime, but the Chargers outscored the Eagles 40 to 33 in the second half and they get to victory 75 to 68. That drops Horn Lake to to seven and six on the season, one and three overall in district. Her, uh, South Haven, of course, played Hernando. We, we heard about that on the girls' side. Unfortunately, the guys could not get it done like the girls could. South Haven wins sixty-one to forty-six. South Haven now fifteen and four, four and zero. Oh. We know that the Hernando girls are, are on, on that side are five and zero. Oh. South Haven boys look like they're going to take that side of the bracket. So you're going to have South Haven and Olive Branch maybe representing each side of their bracket, and then for the girls. Hopefully, Olive Branch uh, on their side and Hernando uh, on their side. The last game uh, for the boys, uh, North Point against St. George's. North Point 66, St. George 61. The Trojans pulled out in overtime. This is an overtime game. The Trojans actually trailed 44-39 to heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, were able to tie it 58-58 to force overtime. Uh, then, of course, outscored them uh, in overtime 8-3 uh, to get the win. Christian Gilliland led the uh, Trojans with 27 points. Darius Naylor had 19. The Trojan guys are now 9-6 and six overall, 2-2 two and two in district. Like we say each and every Tuesday and Friday, just some great basketball being played in DeSoto County. Congratulations to those, kid, those kids for continuing to be able to play basketball. Just a great feat by the administration and the principal. So definitely, again, a shout-out to them. Uh, every Tuesday and Friday, Derek, we mentioned that, how fortunate our kids are to try and have – administrators that are trying to give them everything they can to have such a to have a normal time a normal year look if you like what you're hearing every tuesday and friday and soon to be wednesdays during the spring be sure and share our podcast with others especially on facebook you can find us at utw podcast that's utw podcast on facebook on instagram at utw podcast and on twitter at utw pod that's utw pod on twitter Be sure and hit the subscribe button wherever you hear our voice, wherever you hear our podcast. Be sure and hit the subscribe button so we can continue to grow and show our advertisers what our show is doing each and every week. Derek, we continue to turn in new numbers and new record numbers each and every week as we continue to grow. I want to say thank you again, as we do every week, to our sponsors, Lauderdale Insurance Agency, Magical Destinations of Hernando, DeSoto Family Dental Care, Williams Lawn Services, 
and also North Point Christian School. Most importantly, we want to recognize our presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, uh, our 2021 presenting sponsor, and then the and then our studio sponsor, How to Barbecue Right, right here in Hernando. I want to say thank you to them for sure. Derek, something I want to do on Fridays, if you would allow me to, uh, I just want to encourage everyone, if your church is back open, if your church is back open in person, I want to encourage you to try and get back out there, take your kids to church this Sunday. Uh, I know it's definitely something that's important to Derek and I, and we enjoy that. Derek and I are attending church in person at our, our home church. So I want to continue to do that on Fridays. Encourage you to take your children to church. Uh, try and get back out there if your church is back working hard and trying to, I keep saying there, minimize the risk and maximize Jesus. So I just want to continue to encourage people to go to church on Sunday if they can. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Dropped off a pretty little girl